Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Rico, back at it again. For those who did for the very first time, please do me a favor. Smash that like and enjoy the show. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. We are here to give you a good show today. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Show a little appreciation, show a little love by smashing the like. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Folks, thank you, you guys, for tuning in. we got a good show for you guys today, and uh, we're going to kick it off, baby. We're going to kick it off, because we got some uh, some fantastic news, at least for me. And it's uh, it's coming around as, as mixed feelings for a lot of folks, and I just can't understand why. So, uh, but before we do get into that news, uh, shout out to the Bills. Shout out to the Bills, 10 and 3, still the number one seed in the NFL. And uh, you know, say teams are gonna be running and gunning for us. Teams are gonna be running and gunning for the Bills as they should, because when you're one of the better teams in the league, and uh that number one spot gets you that buy, yo, teams listen, this is where this is the nitty-gritty. This is where it gets this is where things you start to buckle down. You can start to buckle down. You start to eliminate the errors that you you made once in, you know, say week three, week four. And by the way, some people are saying, yo, the voice is back. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? The voice is somewhat back. It's a little bit of raspy in the on the end, but we are much, we sound much better than we did, you know what I'm saying, last week. Uh just what, just a few days ago. So uh what a difference. A cup of honey, some water, some hot water, and some lemon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do a little of that. And uh, we good to go. So I appreciate y'all. You guys sent some uh, some well wishes, and I'm back. I'm back to it. I got a bit of a cold, but we we gonna work it out. We gonna work it out. Um, but let me let's let's get into this, man. Let's get into this. Um, we've got some uh, some recapping to do. Obviously, we talk about the AFC. We talk about the AFC East. Who's won? Who's lost? All of the above. And I can't help but but sit here and and, and think to myself. Hold on a second, man. Like we're really in position to get this. We're not. We're not hoping that this team loses and that team loses. And if that team beats that team, we don't have to. We don't have to do that. Bills simply have to just play their game, one game at a time. And you know they're all winnable. They're all winnable. They're all teams that you, we know we can beat. Patriots, we took care of them. Jets, we took care of them. We should have took care of them the first time. We took care of them. Now we got the Dolphins. Repay. We got to repay them back. And so on and so forth. We've got the Bears and so on and so forth. Bengals is going to be the toughest matchup. Um, but we'll see how that plays out once we get there. I mean, everybody's nicked up. Everybody's banged up. So we'll see how it plays out. Super chat coming in. Alexander, what's up, Alexander? McBean getting the receiver band back together again. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. That is for sure. But I want to I want to recap the AFC. And let's let's start with let's start with the Patriots. Had Kyler Murray not unfortunately gone down with an ACL, what a brutal injury that is. 
and ACL. And this late in the season. What? And that team is already somewhat of a mess. That team is already somewhat of a mess already. You know, six weeks in, D-Hop had to you know, be suspended. He comes back. Okay, now we got the band back together. Let's roll. And our Kyle, Kyle, dude, what a mess they got over there. And head coaching, don't get me started on head coaching. Wasn't even a good head coach collegially. And you hire his ass, and he ain't doing shit for you now. You know what I'm saying? All they do is kind of show you a bit of something and collapse. And that's exactly what's happening now. Now, it doesn't help that buddy, Kyler Murray, is out for the year. What a mess. But the Patriots took advantage of it. It was pretty close right into the second half, really, until two big turnovers. Interception. Got to cut, cut that crap out. An interception. And uh, here comes the fumble return. And that's it. That's all she wrote. It wasn't like they, they came out and killed it. And shout out to Pierre Strong. You got to give a big shout out to Pierre Strong. That boy, that rookie came in and did what he's supposed to do. And if you are fantasy and you're in the playoffs, shout out to y'all that made the playoffs. I am one of them. I'm waiting for 4 o'clock in the morning today for, you know what I'm saying, some waiver wires to pass through. So we're going to see how that plays out. Now, Patriots, they're still in. The Patriots came in. They stayed alive with beating the Cardinals. Uh, defense, obviously, is, is, is their best asset. And if they've kept them in the games. They've kept them in that game. And the Patriots have kept themselves alive. Mac Jones didn't kill it. He wasn't stellar. 235 yards. And so I don't think he threw, he threw a touchdown pass. So he found a little life. You got to yell at your coaches sometimes. He's taking, he's taking on the Tom Brady role and yelling at them and saying, yo, move. I'm taking over this year. And sometimes you got to do that. As a veteran on the team, I hate to call him veteran. He's a second-year player. But somebody's got to step up, right? So there it is. Patriots. They won their game. They're still alive. They can still make the playoffs. Golly, what a mess that is over there. No OC. And Bill Belichick just willing his team, finding a way defensively. I mean, that's what you that's why you have a defensive coach like that. Find your team a way. Get the defensive pieces on that team and keep it pushing. Good for them. Good for them. Not really, but good for them. They're doing what they got to do. So shout out to the shout out to the Patriots, man. AFC East is looking good. The Dolphins. Let's go to the Dolphins, baby. The Dolphins lose again. They've already gone on an 0-3 losing streak. They've already done that. And then they got back, they got back on the horse and rode out and beat some teams that ain't nobody kind of no, nobody's nobody's saying, oh wow, what a win they got. I'm saying they won games that they were supposed to win. And now they faced this gauntlet, this tough end of the stretch of the season. And it's tough for them. So we know what we need to do. We can't go 0-2 to the Dolphins. But the Dolphins right now are 0-2 and facing an 0-3 run. And it's a tough one because they're coming to Buffalo. Y'all are coming to Buffalo. It's funny. The league is so funny. The league is like, all right, we'll give you the heat. Y'all do what you got to do in the heat. We'll see how that plays out. Put the bills on the sideline where there's no shade and cook them. <laughs> cook them, boys. And that they did. And we still almost came out and beat them. And we lost. Cool. Humbling. Humbling indeed. But now we got to repay them. Welcome back. Come back. Come back to Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Get the heaters ready and let's go. We'll see who's we'll see who's good. We'll see what Mr. Tua can do. And I'll tell you right now, man, there was uh there's a um a content creator, Ben, I think Solak. Ben Solak. This guy broke down some 
incredible film on Tua. And it was really simple. Tua likes those, those, the slants because he's super accurate. Intermediate accuracy is, is excellent. But ask him to throw outside the box, he can do it. But, it. but he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. And that's what the Chargers forced his ass to do. Throw it outside. We ain't going to give you the inside. And when I, was playing, when I play ball, the rule when I play deep, because I play both, I play both ways. I play a little safety in corner, and I play running back, right? And the, the rule always, thou shall not let receiver inside. You don't. Because you let him inside, you're cooked. You're done. You know what I'm saying? He's got all the leverage. He can take it for 60, and he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Don't let his ass inside. And that's exactly what the Chargers did. We are, lock, we are locking that shit down. We're not letting you inside. We're going to bracket your ass, and you got to go outside. And that's exactly what they did. They figured out. They figured out the freaking Dolphins and what they'd like to do. So, Bills, Leslie Frazier, McDermott, yo, Coach Staley pretty much gave you what you need to do. You know what I mean? He gave you what you need to do. So, I'm hoping that we take full advantage of it. And on top of that, we have some healthy bodies coming back for this game. Jordan Poirier more specifically. Let's go. We'll see how that plays out. So, the Dolphins lose. They, they drop a game. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're, they're thrilled about that. But that's what it is, man. Tua went 10 for 28. 10 for 28, 145 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if you think about it, the Dolphins really had no business kind of winning that game in the first place. You got a fumble return from Tyreek Hill that just, that boy, pure speed. Took it around the corner, boom, gone. And even then, he's hobbling. He's got like a calf slash ankle slash whatever the hell is going on. So, but he's, you know, he's going he's gonna to be up to play that game. He's got to. So we're going to see him. So, Tuna, <laughs> Tuna's coming to Buffalo. We got to put Tuna on ice, baby. We're going to put Tuna on ice. We're going to fillet that Tuna. You know what I'm saying? And enjoy the sushi. And I'm not a sushi fan, but I'm sure a lot of y'all are sushi. Put a little wasabi on that bitch and we call it a day. You feel me? Now, Dolphins, take that L. It's tough, man. Tua disappoints. You got Dolphins fans jumping off the wagon. You got my boy, Nikki Smokes. Just losing his shit. Nikki Smokes was the one of the best fan-to-fan kind of, you know what I'm saying, social media villain. And he softened up. I'm sorry, Bills fans. I didn't mean to bump the chef and stuff like that. Boy, hit the chef up personally and say, yo, my bad, man. I didn't mean to do that shit. And keep that villain status. Now you softened up. Bills Mafia made you soften up. Now you're apologizing, and I'd like to buy you guys a beer. Man, sit your ass down with that, Nikki Smokes. <laughs> all is good though I don't blame you because Mafia would have been on your ass it would have been on your ass man but that's what it is that's what it is so Dolphins lose Patriots win and uh, obviously we come to the Jets and the Bills came out and handled the Jets we beat up Mike White and the Jets we beat his ass up you gotta give him credit though that boy kept on getting up. They took him to the locker room. They said, nah, he's like, nah, I got to get back in there. <laughs> Zach Wilson's watching me. <laughs> I can't let him take his job back. He comes back in the game. Matt Milano's like, yo, I thought, I ta- I thought we taught you a lesson the first time. Here we go. Matt Milano put a, he, he, he hit him like he was Goldberg. He came in and channeled his inner, goal, his inner Goldberg and speared Mr. Mike White to the ground. Mike White was holding his belly. He's, I can't. They took his ass to the sideline. He came back. Zach, Zach's watching me. Flacco's just out of it. <laughs> Flacco gets in the game. 
tosses, fumbles the, fumbles the rock, tosses right to the sideline. All right, you're done, sir. <laughs> I didn't even know you're still in the league. All right. Here comes Mike White again. You got to give that man some credit. You got to give him some credit. Good on him. But we beat up on those Jets. Mike White more specifically. But hats off to hats off to him, man. He's a tough, gritty dude, man. So if he if he's the future of that team, they got some, man. They do got some. They just got to get some protection for his ass, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Now here, now that we we've kind of addressed that, uh, the one team that we are going to be paying attention to, obviously, are the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Chiefs were pushed right to the end. By the Broncos, the Broncos team that haven't scored over 17 points in almost all the, the whole season. 34-28, Chiefs barely got by them. Pat Mahomes threw three interceptions. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Anytime, first of all, when, I, when someone says, you know what's funny? When your girl says, you know what I find funny? You're in trouble. You're in trouble because they've been thinking about something and they're about to roast your ass. You know what's, you know what's hilarious? <laughs> they're going to get you. So, do you know what's funny? Pat Mahomes this year has thrown just as much interceptions as Josh Allen. But they were roasting Josh Allen for throwing a lot of interceptions and so on and so forth. My man threw three picks. Yes, he threw for 350 yards. Yes, he threw for three touchdowns. But he threw three picks and kept the damn, the friggin' Broncos in the game. Three interceptions. But all we hear is, you know what I mean? He's in the MVP conversation, this, that, and the third. Yes, y'all winning. Yes, you got the same same record as the Bills. Yeah, you, you got all that. And the Bills head-to-head, we beat y'all. But you're still in the MVP conversation. Well, a couple more, a couple more, you know what I mean, wins under Josh Allen's belt. His name will be right back in there, and then we'll see what's really good. But y'all got to hold that man accountable for his interceptions and his blunders. You you throwing three picks, you almost let the Broncos come back on your ass and beat y'all. Just like y'all lost to the freaking Colts. Y'all, I mean, these these Chiefs fans, y'all got to dial it back a little bit. Look at your boy first. Look at your boy first. I'm just saying. But anyway, he's the media darling. That's right, Terrence. He's a media darling. I, at one point, Josh Allen was the media darling, too. Then they tried to put Tua in the media darling. Then they said, Tua, you're done. <laughs> We've seen enough. We tried, but you we, you ain't that guy. So now, it's the right now, the MVP race happens to be between Mr. Pat Mahomes and the quarterback out of Philly, Jalen Hurts. And as as he should, you got the team 11-1, and 12-1, whatever the record is over there. Y'all, you should get the love you get. But the MVP rate is the MVP, MVP race is going to come down to the end at the end of the year. We'll see what goes on by then. So, that being said, the AFC is tight. You got some teams that the Chargers looking all right. The Raiders were pushing. Then they decided to just, you know, poo-poo the bed. So who knows what's going what goes on with them. But at the end of the day, man, we uh the Bills beat the teams that they needed to beat to keep them where they're at. Beating the Ravens, beating the Chiefs, beating the Titans. You know I'm those, are the, those are the division leaders. And we took care of business. And now we can take care of business against the Bengals later on. But we got the Dolphins that we got to face. So kudos 
to the Bills. Kudos to the AFC East. Y'all are doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, but it's going to play out the way it needs to play out. Bills on top and going for the third division win. That's why I had to put my division shirt. I had to get my division mug. You know what I'm saying? I got to bring that energy so the Bills just keep pushing to get that third division. We got to. Because right now, we lead the league. We're the number one. And let's keep it pushing that way. Now, move on to the next topic. Because we got to get to the good, the bad, the ugly. Last game, ugly weather. Let me let me just say that. The, the weather was nasty. I got to give a big shout out to the fans that travel to these games from abroad. From wherever you guys come from, you travel to these games. And you sit there in that rain, that that kind of wind and it's nasty. I got to give y'all credit, man, because it doesn't look as bad on TV. TV is like, okay, it's cool. Wide angle lens, it's away, it's far, so you don't really see it. But once they gave, gave, they gave you some close-ups, that weather was nasty. And if you were at those games, kudos to you. I have not been to a Bills game uh, in those type of elements. I've been to a game where it was rainy. And even then, it was when it was rainy, it was not fun. I had a poncho, it was cool, it was chill. Wifey wasn't feeling well either. I think I've told you that story before. She was not feeling well, and she, she thugged it out. She thugged it out right to the end, and then we drove six hours home, and we could have went to the hospital. She's like, nah, we're not going to the hospital here. We got to go to the hospital in, in Canada because they're going to charge us an arm and a leg. You're right, babe. <laughs> Let's get going. But she toughed it out. Well, Damian Thompson and them boys ran all over us that game. Anyway, very, very tough to watch you guys sit there in that rain. Kudos to you, man. Y'all killed that with a win. Nothing, nothing hurts more than when, when you sit in that weather and we lose. Oof, it's the worst. But let's keep it moving. Yo, I got, I got my Haitian sensation in here. Jean-Luc Poulard. Comment ça va, Jean-Luc? <laughs> What's up, man? The Haitian sensation. Bill's Nation. What's up, man? What's up, Jean-Luc? What's up, JL? Anyway, the good, the bad, the ugly when it came to the game. I mean, Lord knows I can tell you all, all the good. So let's, let's jump on the good. Let's jump all over the good. First and foremost, Dawson Knox, if, if not for his athletic ability, because that game was nasty, man. We needed to get something jump-started. So Dawson Knox got it started. I got to turn my, why is my camera facing the wall like that? I don't like that. I don't like that. I got to fix my camera. Anyway, so Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox came through. And, and handle business. Sorry, guys. I got to fix my camera up. I don't like what's happening. Came through and got the party started. How did he get the party started? He got the party started by creating a diversion, right? Josh Allen was creating a diversion. Sitting there going, what, coach? What's going on? I, I can't hear you. And then Dawson Knox comes under center and threw everything off. Jets were like, what the hell's going on? They're doing a sneak. They're doing a sneak. Draw them offside. That very instant got everybody pumped up. You got... You got uh, Isaiah McKenzie, mm. <laughs> yo, dancing it up. You know what I'm saying? He was vibing. And then we rolled. We actually rolled and got to the end zone with Dawson Knox, somersaulting into the end zone, getting us on the board. Shout out to Dawson Knox. That was actually one of the highlights of the game. The highlight of the game. That was great. That was good. That was great. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. That tandem is absolutely bananas that tandem is is, is something because that man wasn't supposed to even play potentially that game 
I'm saying we he was a game time decision. Game time decision. And he finally got in there. And Matt Milano was a force. He even and people are wondering, holy crap, like who's this Milano guy? Like, what's going on? This down the third. He warned us at the beginning of the year. He said it himself with his own words. I'm trying to be dominant. I want to come in here and fuck shit up. He didn't say that. I just put a little spice on that. And he's doing that. He is doing that. He is coming out here and playing balls to the wall. He right now, I would say, is our best defender. He is our best defender on the team. And we've got some ballers on this team. We got guys that can play. But Matt Milano is doing the damn thing. Is doing the damn thing. I got a, Alexander uh, says, did you guys see um, Dorsey's interview post-Jets game? Mookie had some good questions to kick it off. I absolutely did see that. And I was not impressed with his answers. I was not impressed with his, his responses to, to any of the questions. Great questions, terrible answers. Flubbing around and, and just, just spewing nonsense, in my opinion. But we can talk about Dorsey because I got things to say about Dorsey. I got things to say. But a Milano, that mother effort is something else, man. And we can talk about how poorly our defensive backfield has been playing the last few games. But what has kept us in this game is our front seven. Our front seven has kept us in this game. We've minimized the run game, forcing them to pass the football. But our aggressive nature and the fact that we've lost Von Miller has allowed Leslie Frazier to kind of dig a little deeper into his bag and allow us to now put a little bit of a different front. Let's blitz a little bit. And the, the wonderful thing about the Bills is we have two very good blitzing linebackers with a great scheme. Yo, you can go a long way. Man, Leslie Frazier had a press, had a press conference. And I guess, um, was it Mookie? I wasn't sure who it was. But somebody mentioned how great... Uh, Milano, no, it was somebody else. But somebody mentioned how great Edmonds and Milano were playing, and um, and they 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 were, they were they alluded to a specific play, and something happened where Milano was supposed to blitz. His his assignment was to blitz. That was his assignment, and as he was supposed to blitz, I guess the the Jets kind of shifted, right? They motioned and they changed up the formation a little bit, and all it was was this. Right? And it went from Milano blitzing to now Milano blitz. Excuse me. Milano blitzing to Edmonds blitzing. So they knew, okay, we just saw what happened. We don't got to talk. I just got to look at you. Cool. I got it. And sure, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Frazier's like, you need elite ability to do those things. You need to be in that defense. You need to know that defense in, in, inside and out and what's happening. If you had two young guys in there, you would see that. If you had Terrell Dotson and, you know what I'm saying, uh, I don't know who, where, name one, Klein. Not that Klein's a young guy, but if you had Terrell Dawson and Klein, they don't make that. But the fact that we have Edmonds and Milano as our linebackers, we are lucky. We got two ballers on the damn defense. Shout out to Milano and Edmonds. They're doing it right now. They are doing it. By the way, and you know what else is, is happening right now? We've got 400 people watching right now, whether it's from Facebook, whether it's from YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Smash that like while you guys are in here. Follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Show some love. Let's get this video to 479 likes. I just threw a random number out there. Let's go. We can do it. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling with the good. Milano, Edmonds, 
So my man Pierre says, yo, are we paying Edmonds? Well, here's the deal. You got three players you got to pay. Who are you picking? If you had to choose between three, these three players to pay right now, I need y'all to, to tell me right now in the chat and just go. If Brandon Bean was like Bill's Mafia, I have a hard time making this decision. It's never going to happen, first of all. <laughs> I got a hard time making a decision. I've got to pay Edmonds. I've got to pay Poyer. And I've got to pay Oliver. I can only pay one. Who would you guys pay? It's a simple question. Edmonds, Poyer, Oliver. You can only retain one. Who do you pay? I'll let y'all go in the chat and give me your answers. And then we'll go from there. Because I see it's a mixed bag. For me, the way, thing, the way I see things happening right now, Edmonds all day. Edmonds all day, that's the way I look at it. You got to pay Edmonds. You, pay him, you get, pay, pay him his money because you see how these two boys are playing. You've seen how they play separately, and you see how they play together. You can't beat them playing together. You got to keep it. We've seen Poyer out of the game, and we've seen what we've done without Poyer. You see Poyer in the game, we haven't lost when Poyer's in the game. There's, there's your greatness right there. Ed Oliver is playing out of his mind this year. He's playing, he's playing excellent. Who do you pay? It's tough, man. The beautiful thing is we've got a tough decision. If we can bring all three back, let's roll. But that might, be, that might, not, that might not be the situation. It might not be. I don't know, man. they got a tough decision to make. If we can bring all three back, let's roll. Let us roll. Pierre, my man Pierre says, yo, you can legitimately make an argument for all three. You damn right you can. You can make an argument for all three. That's why it's tough. That's why Edmund, you listen, Edmonds, Poyer, Oliver, like they're giving Brandon Bean a headache right now. He's got to figure it out. Shit. Yo. But you know what? For the most time, let's just make this, let's, let's, let's just make the playoffs. Let's just make the playoffs. And let's roll from there. That's the way I, I would look at it. I'm not talking about no contract yet. Let's just make the playoffs. Let's win the Super Bowl. And then we can talk about it then. That's the way I would look at it. But I see that the chat right now is mixed feelings. Because they're like all of them. <clears throat> they do. My man Jeff King. What's up, Jeffrey? What's happening, man? By the way. I didn't forget about you. Stevie Nicks, I had to get educated on Stevie Nicks and that beautiful song. <clears throat> and the wife had to explain it to me. And we had a great chat about it. We'll, we'll definitely try to talk about it uh, in the meantime. But I didn't know a lot about that. And I got educated. And I was like, oh, interesting. I like it. Anyway, <laughs> what is Jeff saying? Two trailer park girls go around the outside, around the outside. Guess who? <laughs> Yo, Jeff, you a fool. <laughs> Yo, I tell you, man, Jeff and his music catalog, he will spit lyrics to you from any genre and he'll get you. And he just gave me some, he just gave me some Eminem. We're going to talk about that, Jeff King. We definitely going to talk about it. We definitely going to get into it. <laughs> That's my guy, Jeff. So <laughs> this guy's a fool. So Dawson Knox, Milano, Edmonds tandem, Trey White playing 100% snaps. How lovely was that? I loved every bit of it. 
he is now back to 100% snaps. And that makes, that makes, it's, 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 he's not 100% back to all pro, you know what I'm saying, Trey White. We know that. It could take several more games. It could take up until next year. But the fact that he's playing 100% snaps lets me know that I've got someone that is smart, someone that's been in this defense a lot, someone that can communicate well, someone that can kind of hold his own. He may not be physically there, but he's mentally there. He knows where he's supposed to be. That's, that's huge. He may not be physically there. He'll get there eventually. But mentally, you know he's supposed to be in the right spot. There's no different than a ball player, basketball player. Yo, I can't leap the way I used to leap. I'll use Vince Carter as the best, the best, the best example I could use. Vince Carter, when he came in the league, man, he was dunking all over your ass. Post moves, mm, 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 slam it all over you. Until he couldn't have the hops as he used to, he had to learn a new part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's got to be smarter, and he had to learn how to shoot. And when he learned how to shoot, he became a better player. He became a baller of a player. So you got to give him that credit. You got to give him that credit. So with Trey White coming back, he ain't going to be the same player yet, but he's ramping up to that. And the fact that he played 100% of the game, chef's kids love every bit of it. Shout out to Eric Wittenberg. What's up, Eric? Eric comes in and says, yo, Trey and Ed are playing amazing. I love Eddie Oliver, but Tremaine is a game changer. Damn. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm today years old. I, thought, I hope I'm using this correctly. I'm today years old. When not too long ago, people were like, yo, Edmonds is a bum. <laughs> get, get his ass out of here. I can't wait. Trade his ass. He's no good. <laughs> now he is, you know what I'm saying? He's a game changer. Now, I'll tell you this, though. When it's contract year, everybody bums. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. When it's contract year, you're trying to get paid. You're trying to stay in the league. You got to ball out, i.e. Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius had a monster contract year. Paid. And then the rest is history. So there's a, lot, there's a lot that goes into that type of stuff. But Eric, I appreciate that super chat, brother. Appreciate it. Man, it feels good to have my voice back just a little bit. Just a little bit. It feels good to have the voice back. Anyway, here's the deal. When you're looking at what played a part in our win, Troy White being 100% snaps helps you. D-line stepped up without Von Miller. Greg freaking Rousseau, two sacks. Greg Rousseau looked excellent. And I love what Greg Rousseau's doing. Keep it up, Gregory Rousseau, my Haitian brother. Keep it up. Got to show love to that. Finding a defensive rhythm. Because we got a point, we, and this is what I love. We got to a point where we're like, man, our defense is kind of letting us down a little bit. They're, they're, kick, they're cooking us, they're putting points on. We got to get rid of the last six weeks. The si first six weeks of the season, we ain't that team no more. I'm saying teams are figuring things out. Teams are getting better. We're adjusting. We're getting better at the same time. We got to make some changes. Injuries happen. You know the drill. But the defense is finding the rhythm, and I like what's happening. Finding our rhythm. Zero turnovers. How about that? No turnovers. No interceptions for our guy, Josh. You know what I'm saying? We kept the ball from the other team, not throwing any interceptions. Let's keep it up. No interceptions. Let's protect the football because you can see what happens. Cardinals, two turnovers, they that flipped the game. That's how they lost. 
a big time interceptions and a fumble return for a touchdown. Change the game up. We don't turn the ball over. We don't got to deal with these issues. Am I lying? I ain't lying. Next, next up. Keeping the Jets under 14 points. Keeping the Jets under 14 points was is great. That's what tells me the, the rhythm is there. The defense is getting back in rhythm. The, the, the weather was on our side. Because now you got to, in this weather, it's either you're a baller or you're not. Because we're all in the same elements. So now we've got to see what you got. Can you ball? And it showed that we are, we can play in these elements. That's why I'm interested to see how Miami comes through and plays. It's going to be fun. And last but not least, Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson, I love every bit of Shaq Lawson because he came with that energy. You know what I'm saying? He took it personal. Every day, he took it personal. And why? What you, you guys are like, well, what do you mean he took it personal? So the Jets cut him. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know the story. But right before the Jets were supposed to play the Bills, in the last game of the season last year, I think we played the Jets in the last season, play of the season, the Jets cut Shaq Lawson. Like, yeah, you're out of here, bro. Right before he played the Jets. And he took it personal. He was like, oh, y'all going to do me like that? Y'all think I can't play anymore? So when he went up against the Jets, he was like, nah, I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? And setting the edge, he's excellent at that. And he got himself a sack, and he gave a little dance and stuff, and he told him, y'all cut me. I ain't letting, I'm not letting it slide. I'm letting y'all know I'm on that ass. And I love every bit of it. And it feeds. It feeds off everybody else. And you saw that. It was a different ballgame. It was a different ballgame. Sauce Gardner didn't take over. Nobody really took over for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? We found a way, and we moved the ball, and we got the win, and, you know what I mean, we set, we grounded the Jets. We made them walk back to New Jersey. You ain't taking a Jet back there. <laughs> y'all may have took the Jet to New York, Buffalo, New York, but y'all walking back like Didi made those boys walk back for cheesecake. You walking back to Jersey. And on, on your way out, you might as well start by Bar Bill and get yourself some hot wings, keep you warm. You know what I'm saying? You know, get your ranch, get your, get your blue cheese, and keep it pushing. See y'all next year. Actually, we don't play. No, we don't play. We see y'all next year because we may have knocked y'all out of the playoffs. We'll see. We shall see. AFC's tough. We knew it was going to be tough. Walk your ass back to Jersey, baby. <laughs> anyway, I'm just being petty right now. So that's the good. Now let's talk about the bad because not everything was good. Not everything was good, folks. Third down conversions. We could not convert on third down. We went three for 12 on third down conversions, bro. Tough to have success in this game if you're not converting on your third downs. We've got to be better. We've been a decent team this year. Converting on our third downs, one of the better teams in the league. But my goodness, man. My goodness. We've got to, we got to be better, man. Third down conversions was killing us. We just could not get a rhythm offensively. We couldn't get a rhythm. Sorry, I said three for I said three for twelve. Dude, we were worse than that. We were two for thirteen. We converted on two conversions on third down. Bro, the drops, the penalties, five penalties for what? Thirty-seven yards. How many? How many penalties? Five for thirty-five. Bro, the penalties, the drops. Just silly, stupid things that cost us momentum, that cost us ability to, you know what I mean, move the ball, kill the clock, 
I mean, they they killed us in time of possession. 34 minutes of time of possession compared to our 25. No, we can't have that. We went from 38 time of possession last week to 25 this past week with the Jets. No, no, no. We got to be better than that. So to me, bad. Two for 13 on third down conversions. No bueno, man. We got to be better than that. We got to be better. Inconsistent run game. One week, we're giving, you know what I'm saying, these boys are rushing for 86 yards apiece. Another week, diddly squat. The next week, 20 touches to James Cook. The following week, four touches. Like, we are the most inconsistent team. I know when we're trying to find, and here comes Ken Dorsey. (coughs) Ken, explain how you just abandoned the run. Well, we're we're trying to be multiple. We're trying to be uh, uh, not, uh, what did he say? What was the word he used? We're, not, we're, we're trying to be a more balanced team, and I get it. We are balanced because we threw the ball 27 times, if I remember correctly. How many times did we threw the ball? Passing attempts. We threw the ball 27 times, and we ran the ball 24 times. So, yes, in hindsight, we are somewhat balanced. But when you really look at the numbers, 10 of those carries went to Josh Allen. Four carries went to, to James Cook. 20 carries, 20 touches went to James Cook last week. And you, you relegate him to four? Pierre comes in and says, yo, they're starting to hit us with, it's the flow of the game. Man, fuck that shit. Flow of the game. You have two. Every week I talk about this shit. Every week. Every week. But we're winning games, Rico. Shut up. <laughs> man, fuck you too, man. <laughs> yo, I want to run the football. You're so angry, man. We won. Just relax. Enjoy the win. We're 10 and 3. We're the number one seed. I don't give a damn. Because we're going up against some teams that can run the football. And if we can't match that, problems. Wait till we play the Bengals. They got Joe Mixon and, and, and some Saraji so, so Perrine. And they got three dogs as receivers. And you got Joe Burr. Y'all need to stop, man. Yeah, but we want a little balance, and we're trying to, you know I mean, keep teams, you know what I'm saying, not know what we're going to do, and they already know what you're going to do. They already know. They're forcing you to just keep throwing the freaking rock. And and here's the thing. This is the question, now that I'm, it's coming back to me. Being up on score on the, on the Jets, why not run the football, kill the clock, keep them, you know what I'm saying, from, you know what I'm saying, getting the ball back, and you know what I mean? We, well, it sounds good that we can do that, but, you know, um, when you got Josh, same old, like, his press conferences, they bore me. I'm done. <laughs> you know, give me some, Give me some. Give me truth. Leslie Frazier, you ask him, he straight up tells you what's up. Love Leslie Frazier, and I love his press conferences. Ken Dorsey, snooze fast. He's not saying anything you want to hear, Rico. That's why you don't like it. It's not that. It's the same thing every week. But it's inconsistent. He tells me something, and it does something completely different. It's weird. It is weird. And... I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I'll tell you why. Because the first year Brian Dable came through, I was not liking Brian Dable. I was not liking Brian Dable. Second year, I was like, yo, he's got to go. This guy's killing us, man. He's whack. Look at where he's been. Look at his, look at his, uh, his, 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 like the team he's been on. Look at his history. He went to the Jets. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs. He went, and he never had success. That's why he's getting, he got let go. Then he went back to college. I was ripping on Brian Dable. And then the third year, oh, shit. 
I kind of like what Brian Dable's doing. Fourth year, holy shit. Fifth year, he's got a head coaching job. So part of me is like, all right, chill. Ken Dorsey's in his first year. We got to chill. But here's the difference, though. Brian Dable was in first-year coaching offensive coordinator with the Bills with a rookie with a rookie quarterback. Then he went second year with a second-year quarterback that, you know what I'm saying, was still learning about himself and, and trying to fix his mechanics and so on and so forth. Kent Dorsey walked into a prime Josh Allen, primed and ready to go. There's no learning curve with your young quarterback. So you should be able to freaking dial in. But the, but the offense sometimes I feel like, ah, but Rico, we're scoring 28 points a game. What are you talking about? We're one of the best offenses in the game. I get it. But when you watch the game, the way we've been watching it, and you see the adjustments the teams have made, it ain't the same offense that, we're, that was scoring 40 points, 38 points. Last few games, we've been putting up 20, 24. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shout out to my man, Alexander. Shout out to, shout out to everybody tuned in. Uh, we got 486 people watching on a Tuesday night. Salute to y'all. Smash that like. Like I said, 479 likes. Let's try to get that. Smash it. Subscribe. Let's go. We're trying to get to 25,000 25, followers, people. Help us get there. Help us get to 25K. And maybe we'll do a giveaway. 25K, get a giveaway. 25K, get a giveaway. Let's go, man. Boy, I'm corny. Let's roll. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I was asking, yo, Rico, keep it a buck, man. When you said Dorsey doesn't give ish about the run game, evidence, Beasley and Spoke resigned. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Trust me. L listen, we're going to get there. We got, we're 37 minutes in. I got to make sure shit. I got to make sure that I'm not late for work. All right. Let me get to my points because I, I get going sometimes, right? Shout out to my man, Eric. Comes in with a super chat. Eric says, um, don't sleep on Ed, though. Hate him or not. Cole is Josh Allen's old reliable. We need these third down conversions. Cole always got it done. Third and Cole. Trust me, I know. I'm aware. I'm very much aware. <laughs> Tell me an OC Rico hasn't liked has liked. <laughs> OCs are the devil to this man. Yo. <clears throat> Make me happy then. Make me happy, damn it. You know who I didn't have? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm with you. know what I'm saying? Old man, um, old man, uh, when, we were, when we rolled, why am I, why is he looting me? Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey's offense was rolling. The screen game was plentiful. When's the last time? Let's real talk. When's the last time we saw a meaningful screenplay? I'll tell you when. It was last year in the playoffs. We're 15 weeks in. Have you had a nice screenplay? I'm talking about a running back screen. We can't run a running back screen for shit. I don't get it. I really don't. So I'm, I'm happy with our OCs. Don't get me wrong. But I'm critical at the same time. Let me be great. Let me be critical. Why not? <laughs> Chan Gailey was that dude. He could draw something up. I was actually shook when Chan Gailey went to the Dolphins. I was like, shit. Yo, they got, Dol they got Chan Gailey. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Yo, let's let's roll, man. It was Godfather said, Yo, Rico Al Pacino from Any Given Sunday. It's one of my favorite movies. Any Given Sunday. Love it. I like Ken Dorsey, but Ken Dorsey has some moments where I'm like, yo, Ken Dorsey, what was that? Three and out? You got Josh Allen, you got Stefan Diggs, and you putting the three and out? Now, not that it can't happen. It's going to happen. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> Let me keep moving. Let me keep moving because I got shit to talk about. Right? Lack of creativity on Dorsey. I'm glad we got there. I need more creativity from you, bro. We got too many damn weapons on this team, and you sitting here bullshitting around. You got Naeem Hines, and all you can do is, is send Naeem Hines on a wheel or send Naeem, send Naeem Hines on a freaking jet sweep. Enough said. Lack of creativity. Dane Jackson continues to struggle, continues to be a liability. We had the Jets game in control until they said, wait a minute, is that, is that Dane Jackson? <laughs> Hold on, let me draw something up real quick. Mike, here's the play. Fuck everybody else, go at number 30. Yes, sir. And they started moving the football. How did they start moving the football? Going at number 30. I hate to break it. We got a hobbled, I can't call it hobbled. We have a recovering player in Trey White and they said, nah, we ain't going after Trey White. We're going after 30. Get him. Dane's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dane was like, shit, they're coming after me. Damn it. They found the weak link. And that they did. And that's exactly what started getting the Jets moving the football. Did you not realize at one point Jets were like, what? They went on like a 13, like an nine to eight to nine play drive. Four or five of those plays were at Dane Jackson. Dane is struggling. Dane is struggling. So that's my bad. That is the bad for me. Now, will he snap out of it? Did he have some good plays? I'm not going to sit on him all the way. Did he have some good plays? He had two really good breakups. Two really good breakups. And coach keeps talking about, well, we want our guys to have a short memory. Have a short memory. I get it. Because defensive backfield, that's one place you have to have a short memory. Quarterback and and DB. Because you get beat, you can get in your head. Shit, I got beat. Damn, they're coming right back at me. So you got to have a short memory. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn, man. How many times are we going to say you got to have a short memory with Dane Jackson? <laughs> it seems like every game, multiple times, short memory. But here, I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. But Dane Jackson, liability, inconsistent run game, hate it. Third down, convert, like third down conversions, we were garbage. And lack of creativity from, Dor from, from Dorsey. McKenzie. Isaiah freaking McKenzie. Love that guy. I'm, I'm a, I, will, I will always fight for McKenzie because that's my dude, right? And there were times where you guys were like, yo, get him off the field. Then he bust out with his uh, six receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Then there was silence. There was crickets. Cricket, cricket, crickets. And now you guys are back up again. Bills fans, I love y'all. <laughs> you know I mean? Up and down, up and down, <laughs> left, right. You guys are everywhere, right? McKenzie with those drops, though, which then, obviously, Josh Allen was like, all right, enough, enough. <clears throat> Brandon Bean, make the call. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Offensive slow start. We had a slow start on the offense. That was one of the, well, that's one of the bads because we, we started slow, but granted the weather was awful. 
we had shit weather. So it's understandable. Very much understandable. So McKenzie drops, offense a slow start. We can't have that. You know what I'm saying? And last but not least, penalties. Penalties, penalties, penalties. We continue to have these penalties that kick us in the ass. Five penalties for 35 yards. 35 yards. Bring them back. That kills us, man. Now, are we ever going to have a flawless game with no penalties? No. We're going to have some moments. But boy, does that kill us. It does. Those penalties on big plays, they kill us. We got to be better. We got to be better, folks. And by the way, by being better, you can be better by doing two things for me. Smash that like while you guys are in here. Subscribe to the channel. Let's get to 25K so we can give a giveaway. 25K for the giveaway. Don't make me spit, don't make me spit bars on you guys. And number two, you're having fun. Let's have fun, baby. Let's have fun. Scott Blake, what's up, Scott? Worst tackling team in the NFL, according to PFF. Need to get back on the fundamentals on that. Yes, Scott freaking Blakely. Because now we're going to go to the ugly. And the first thing that came up was tackling. And the first name that came in my head, DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin has missed 17 tackles this year. 17 tackles. I was talking to my man, Pierre, and Pierre was like, sometimes it just feels like, <laughs> I laughed my ass off when he said this. Sometimes it just feels like he doesn't want to get run over. And he goes in, ah, I missed a tackle, darn it. <laughs> he didn't want to get trucked. It sometimes looks like that. That's what my man Pierre was saying. I laughed, because it's funny. Could you imagine a football player like, oh, I don't want to get trucked. I'm going to just make an attempt to try to tackle with my one arm. <laughs> in, this, in this league, you can't do it. But he also makes plays. I like the tandem of Poyer and Hamlin. They're doing what they need to do. But the tackling is god-awful. Listen, Milano is always good for one horribly missed tackle. Once again, the one that stands out to me is when Lamar Jackson made him look like a fool. He broke that brother's ankles and kept it pushing. Now, that's Lamar Jackson. I think it was a couple games ago, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin. Matt Milano had the running back dead to rights on the sideline. It was going to be like a seven-yard loss. Missed tackle. Milano is good for one good missed tackle a game. But for the most part, we are not a very good tackling team. We've got to be better. A lot of our issues defensively, truth be told, sometimes I might say, oh, Dane Jackson and our, our defensive backs. Yo, we miss a lot of tackles. We miss a lot of tackles, and we've got to be better. So the, the, all these tackles that we're missing, it's, it's looking pretty ugly out there, folks. We got to clean it up. We got to clean it up. What's up, Tony W? Tony W comes in with a super chat. Says, uh, I just want to show some love, man. I think you're right on Dorsey. McKenzie can, can't catch. Love the Beasley signing, even if it doesn't amount to anything. <laughs> I love that we brought Beasley. Even if it doesn't do shit for us, I love that we brought him back. <laughs> Tony W, I appreciate that, man. But we didn't bring him back just to look good. We brought him back, you mean, to make a difference. So I'm hoping that's what it does. And we're going to get into that very shortly. Samuel Rivera says, Rico, the bad is our draft. No, 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 no. Everybody knows the rules. One bite. Everybody knows the rule. One bite, and I get to grade the draft. No, I'm kidding. You, you, dra you, you, get, to, you get to really to see what a draft is like three years in. You guys know the drill. You can't do it off of one year. You can't. Because off of one year, if you looked at the 17 draft, you would have been like, oof, not great. Or the 18 draft when we draft Josh Allen, 
not great because Josh Allen wasn't great his rookie year. Ah, oh, garbage. Can't do that. You got to wait year three. And then you go from there. You jump in the gun, big fella. Jump in the gun. Ivan the Great. What's up, Ivan? Ivan comes in and says, yo, Island boy doing... <laughs> you stupid, Ivan. Island boy uh, do going up to Buffalo for my first, first home game. Oh, you're... I, I thought you were trying to do the Island boy song. But you're an Island boy going to your first Buffalo game. Sick. Taking my wife. She's a Dolphin fan. Shame. I know. I know. Throw up. I get you. Uh, what do you guys recommend? Places, restaurants, etc. I've never seen snow. Wow. Yo, bless up. First of all, folks, hit my man Ivan up. He's never seen snow in his lifetime. He's an island boy. He's coming up to do. Yo, give him the recommendations, please. Hit my man Ivan. Ivan, give him your social. Do all that stuff. Hit you up. Tell them what hotels to hit up, what restaurants to hit up, all that stuff. Hook my man up. He's going to Buffalo for the first time and never seen snow. I remember my brother came from Haiti, never saw snow in his lifetime. He was just like, this is amazing. I'm like, yo, get your black ass inside, man. It's cold. <laughs> the snow. <laughs> you know how that goes. The life of immigrants, man. The life of immigrants. When they don't see that stuff, it's, 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 it's new to them. It's news. Anyway, moving on. Let's get to it. So hook up my man, Ivan, man. Hook him up. Mackenzie, uh, so the, the ugly, Kair Elam. Let's get to the ugly, man. No trust in first-round rookies. I don't like it. It's showing that McDermott doesn't trust these guys. He doesn't trust Kair Elam. And it's clear. And to me, the ugly right now is the fact that Kair Elam is on the bench. Kair Elam, zero snaps. Kair Elam, splitting time with sixth-round draft pick, Christian Benford. Christian Benford is slated to come back shortly. So we're going to change things up then. And I don't think things are going to change. And I'm bothered by it, folks. I am bothered. I'm very bothered. I don't like it. When you draft someone, and I've said this before, when you draft someone in the first round, that first round draft pick is usually a pillar to building your team. It's, it's, it's that first round draft pick is a foundational piece, right? You need some, you need something to, to, to stand on. And they don't trust that foundational piece. And it's ugly because it's a wasted first round pick. At least it's looking like that. And I can't say, ah, well, you know, you got to wait till year three. Not with a cornerback. Not quite with a cornerback. We drafted you in the first round so you can be impactful immediately. Unless you're a quarterback. But if you draft, you get drafted in the first round. 98% of the chance the time you're playing and you're impactful. We need you. But they don't seem to trust Kyrie Elam. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Which then brings me to my next segment. Milk carton alert. Milk carton alert. I sound like DJ Khaled. Milk carton alert. <laughs> Kyrie Elam, where are you at? I'm, I'm done, man. I, listen, I'm not done with you. I'm just done with the whole scenario. We drafted your ass. You're sitting there crying for, for a damn playbook. Give me the playbook on the, on the plane, coach. I'm ready to go. All right. I feel like I'm a broken record because I keep talking about it, but goddamn, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about it. Excuse me, I didn't want to say goddamn. Come on, son. Milk carton alert. <laughs> Kyrie Elam, man. Yo, you're missing. Missing in action. 
You got Dane Jackson taking your reps. You got Christian Bedford taking your reps. Well, what is this, man? What's going on? You you from Florida State? You were locking you were locking brothers down. What are you you got you got NFL bloodlines, brother? What is going on? You need to remove yourself from that missing carton alert and figure it out somehow, some way. Figure it out. Get off the freaking carton, brother. Golly, we got to be better than that. Come on, son. Elam is perfect for the Finns game. Press coverage, disrupt routes, play that man. That's the thing. Are they going to? Because he would be, because you've seen what teams have been able to do to, to the Dolphins to slow them down. Plays them man-to-man. Press coverage. Get that pressure on Tua. Force them to throw in, you know, force them to, to, to throw outside the numbers. But are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Milk carton alert. This, yo, that's you. Kyrie Elam, that's you right there. Get off the milk carton, man. I don't want you missing. You should be next to Trey White. First round draft pick with a former first round draft pick. But you're sitting here bullshitting and letting these guys play over top of you. What's going on? Do you need to earn the coach's trust? Then do it. Find out what the hell they need and get it done. Because too often, I'm seeing Dane Jackson out there. Sometimes he holds his own, and sometimes he doesn't. He's too shaky for me. But if you're telling me that he's playing better than you, then that's a problem. And that's a management problem because we drafted your ass in the first round. Ah, Rico, you're being too harsh. No, the fuck I'm not. No, I'm not. And I stand on that shit. Did you lose confidence? I don't know what it is. Because confidence is a bitch, man. If you lose your confidence, man, that's a lot. Especially if you want to play in the NFL, you got to have confidence. Especially playing DB, you got to have confidence. Are you soft inside? If you don't got that dog in you, then I get it. Then I get why the Bills are like, nah, he ain't got that dog in him. When that dog shows up, then we can talk about it. But he ain't got that dog in him. At least that's what it looks like. I don't know. That's for Kair to show us. So I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna leave it at this. You ain't got that dog in you, bro. And until that dog comes out, then we're gonna talk about it. Look at me barking on the damn mic. <laughs> I apologize to the listeners that are listening on podcast form. Rico just barked in the mic. But shit, somebody needs to bring the dog out. Maybe I gotta help him. Maybe he needs to start listening to more DMX. I don't know. Something's gotta give. Because right now we need DMX, but we got Paw Patrol. We got Paw Patrol over here. Paw Patrol. <laughs> you got me. I was about to sing it. You should be listening to DMX. X gonna give it. We, you know what I'm saying? Instead of X gonna give it to you, you listen to Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, uh, uh, on the double. Like, nah, man. Come on, man. I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not trying to be funny. But shit, first round epic Kyrie Elam is missing. Somebody put an APB out for that, brother. Find the dog in you, Kyrie. Find the dog in you, brother. Jeff King. Offense is lacking creativity. They're like, they're like that author who puts out a bestseller then comes back with the second book with the same storyline and wonders why nobody's buying it. Change the storyline. Keep them guessing. That's what Ken Dorsey's saying, but he's not doing. 
because we see this, we see the same storyline every damn game. I'm just saying. Did I just go off on Kyrie? And if I did, so be it. I did. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't pulling back from that either. Elam is perfect for the Finns game. Yeah, we know. But is he going to be there? Is he going to be that dude? Is it me or should Rico Report be mandatory subscription for the Bills coaching staff? <laughs> Smash that like, baby. Smash that like. I like that comment. I like that comment. Real talk. So, Kyrie, find the dog in you, brother. Find the freaking dog. Or give up the damn playbook and sit your ass out. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And McDermott. Uh, I, can't, I Listen, man. I like McDermott. I F with McDermott. And if McDermott is saying this guy is just not, not that dude, you got to believe him, right? Trust the process. So here we are. Trusting the process. All right. I got to look at my time here. Shit, it's 1032. All right. Next up, Cole freaking Beasley. Ladies and gentlemen, Cole Beasley has been re-signed out of retirement, and he's joined the Bills. How are we feeling about Cole freaking Beasley? Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Jeff got me singing that song right now. He's back with the Bills. What does it mean? What does it mean, for real? Cole Beasley back with the Bills, what does it mean? Are we loving it? Are we hating it? I put a tweet out there. I don't want to hear shit from nobody. He didn't get the vags. He didn't shut up. Our, listen, from, from my boy, Bobby. Bobby came out. He said it back in seven, 2017. Are we trying to win a championship or be in our feelings? Oh, he's back with the team. He's going to be a problem. He's, he's going to, man, be quiet, man. We're trying to win. And Josh Allen was like, hey, Brandon Bean, can you go call John Brown? Yes, sir. Can you go call Cole Beasley? Yes, sir. And guess what? They're there. They're there. Why? Because Josh Allen seems to be not too comfortable with what he's got in the slot. No shade on Shakir. No shade on Alexander, excuse me, on McKenzie. But when Cole Beasley is with the Bills, he's a, he's a walking, yo, he'll get you six receptions a game. Easy. Easy. Six receptions a game. Because there's trust. There's continuity. There's, I know where you're going to be. We are in semblance. We're good. Josh seems to not have that with McKenzie. No shade. No shade. But it's just not there. He built it with Cole Beasley. You know what I'm saying? You're with a guy for two, three years. You got that. I absolutely love the fact that they brought Cole Beasley back. It's funny because look at the team that we have right now. The two guys that sparked Josh Allen's third year were Cole Beasley and John Brown, right? Third year, that's when Josh Allen went off. Everybody's like, whoa, who's this new guy? We don't know, we don't know this just Josh Allen. That's, that's Josh Allen because of John Brown and Cole Beasley. They brought those two guys in, and that offense completely changed. Then we bring in 
Stefan Diggs, and now we have an emerging Gabe Davis, and now we have four of those boys back on the same team, ready to push to get that damn championship. And we have Kyrie, excuse me, we have Khalil Shakir soaking up all the knowledge from these guys. Yo, Beasley coming back to the Bills is a difference maker. Now, most people are like, well, hold on a sec. He hates the Bills. Why would you bring him back to the Bills? He hates us. He just hates the idiots that were all up in his mentions talking bullshit. And truthfully, he was right. He was right. When he was saying, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, it's a lot of nonsense. And two years later, what's coming out right now? The vaccine nonsense is a whole bunch of nonsense. People feel betrayed. I took this damn jab and it means nothing. I lost my this, I lost my that, I did da 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 Yo, forget about that. This is just football talk right now. He's here to play football. So get out of his mentions with all this stuff and get out of your feelings with, we can't get out of there. We're here to win football, football games. That's why they brought him back. Requested by Josh Allen. Now, what's he going to bring to the team? Obviously, we talked about that. He's got the continuity. He's got the ability to find the sticks, the awareness to find the sticks and get that first down. Two for 13 on third down conversions. That's not, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. We're usually very good. Very freaking good when it comes to third downs. When Cole Beasley was on the squad, we didn't have that issue. You had to be aware of who the hell was on your field. You need to know where number 11 is. I don't know what number he's going to be this year. But we had to, you had to know where he was. Now, here we are. Cole Beasley's back at it again. He's on the practice squad. He's going to be quickly brought up to the active roster. It could be possible that we have Cole Beasley on the active roster, John Brown on the active roster. John Brown almost beat Smoke, uh, excuse me, Sauce Gardner on that deep route. Wait till these guys start getting back together. Bro, this offense could go back to putting 30 points up on the board because now Josh has got weapons that he feels comfortable with. And when Josh has weapons that he feels comfortable with, problems for the defense. It's a fact. We just got to wait it out. So, Cole Beasley, welcome back to Buffalo. Love every bit of it. I know you're retired. I didn't think you'd come back, really. <clears throat> I thought you were done. I thought you were done with Buffalo. But you didn't come back for the fans. You came back for Josh and the guys that respect you on that, on that team. And before they even brought him back, apparently... Management was like, yo, on the offense, how do you guys feel about us bringing back Cole Beasley? Because that's what's going to happen. Everyone's like, yes, bring him back. That's it. Done. It had nothing to do with Bill's Mafia. <laughs> Y'all can go sit on a, ice, a block of ice. You don't give a damn. It's about winning. And guess what? When we start winning, all those, oh, Cole Beasley, it's going to be like, bees. I hope he turns around and gives y'all the finger, man. Fuck you. I remember your ass. You're the one that was telling me to go kill myself. <laughs> Yo, people were so mean. Holy smokes. People were freaking mean. But anyway, let me get off that topic because it's about football right now. So here's the deal. Will we see a better Bills team with Cole Beasley? Does he still got it? We're about to find out. Will it take him long to get it? No. It will not. 
he'll get right back into it. He will get right back into it. And you'll see. And all we're going to hear is bees. And just so Cole Beasley knows, we're not booing your ass. We're saying bees. Because you're the bees knees. I just I can't believe I just said that. But I did. So welcome back, Cole Beasley. Welcome back, John Brown. Now, here's my problem with this. I want to call it a problem, but it, it's just going to it's just going to um to accelerate and pretty much put a stamp on what I've been what I've be personally has been trying to, I wouldn't say avoid, but not wanting to see. The fact that we bring back Cole Beasley, the fact that we bring back John Brown, this team is going to go right back to being lopsided, a passing team. It's just what it is. Because a lot of times last year, in order to, to, to help the run game, instead of giving the run game an opportunity, we just throw a three or four yard short dump. It was just as good as a run. So they said, fuck the run. We're going to throw it. Four yards here, six yards here. Four yards there, five yards there. And make third downs much more manageable. So forget about if you thought the run game was going to ramp up in November, December, January. With these additions, nah, fam. We're gonna, I'm going to go back to me being frustrated, selfishly frustrated with the run game slowing down. Mark my words. The run game is going to slow down. It's going to slow down. Ken Dorsey, oh, we're trying to be multiple. We're, we're trying to be mm, where people can't, you know I mean, know what we're going to do. We know what you're going to do. You just, you just signed two freaking receivers. You're going to air it out. It's that simple. I got to watch out for time because I got to go take the trash out as well. Dad duties. So Cole Beasley, welcome back to Buffalo, baby. I think it's going to be wonderful. And I think it's going to be it's going to be nostalgic to see you back on the squad because it's going to be cool, man. We're getting Diggs, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, John Brown, all those guys. And don't forget, we had to move on from those guys because we saved money. More specifically, Cole Beasley. We saved money. And I think the team wanted to keep him. But at the same time, we're like, yeah, it's going to cost us some money. And we were struggling to, you know what I mean, do some things. That's why we let, let go of Klein. AJ Klein, we had to let go because he was made $5 million he was owed. And we're like, nah, we're good. Got to go. And guess what? They're all back on the team for little money. Brandon Bean wins again. Brandon freaking Bean. Big baller Bean, triple B. By the way, speaking of big baller Bean, if you guys have not gone and got your Christmas gifts. Shame on you guys. We are live and direct. Hit up the freaking BF Fan Shop. BFFanshop.com. It's that simple. Here you're cutting. Listen, your shipping dates are there. Standard shipping, December 13th. Today, rush shipping, December 18th. And super rush, December 20th. Get your stuff. Here Here's your tops, man. You got the Goat Allen, everybody. everybody Buffalo versus everybody. The General. You got it all. Buffalo State of Mind is one of my favorites. Air Allen. There's that triple B bottom right. Big baller bean doing this damn thing. Let's go. So, folks, get your Christmas gifts. Don't be that guy or lady. On to the next topic, shall we? Let's get on to it before I get out of here. Jerry Sullivan. Woo! Let's talk about that. We ain't going to talk about it long because there's not a whole lot to say about it. But we're going to talk about it a little bit. Jerry Sullivan. Let me get to my banner real quick. I got to change it up real quick. Good old Jerry. 
Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> well, folks, Jerry Sullivan, no more. First and foremost, first and foremost, let me get this out of the way. Let me get my banner real quick. Oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. All right. Let me get this out of the way, folks. Okay, let me get me a sip of water real quick. Jerry Sullivan went on the podcast Trainwreck. And nobody wants, I, I love when people like when they're writing articles. He was on a podcast. Name the podcast. What do you don't want to, you don't want to plug the podcast? Name the podcast. He was on this podcast. Anyway, he was on a podcast <clears throat> with the Trainwreck boys, Degenerate Al, and my man Maniac. I love the, those dudes. Those dudes are good dudes. All right. They're, they're going through it right now, but they're good dudes. Real talk. And uh, they were put in a position. Somebody made a comment, and they pulled up the comment and read the comment to Mr. Sullivan. And Mr. Sullivan decided to say some dumb shit. You know what I mean? There's things that you may think in your head, but it's one thing to say it out loud. You know what I'm saying? You just don't. You just don't. And that brother was like, I feel comfortable enough to say it. So I'm going to say it. And you know when you say something, and it's just too late? I remember going to, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this analogy. I'm sure you have, right? Toothpaste. Take the toothpaste and take the toothpaste and pull all the toothpaste out. And then try to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Can't. It's too fucking late. And that's exactly what happened to Sullivan. He said some dumb shit. And now he's, he's paid for it heavily. Man lost his career. They let his ass go. I feel bad in a sense because... Something dumb that you said you wish you could take back. And now you just lost your job for it. But golly, buddy. Yeah, just, it's like someone saying some racist shit. You remember, what were those two, those two Buffalo, uh, were they Buffalo or from Denver? I don't know where they're from. I think they're Buffalo hosts. Anyway, two Buffalo hosts, I think, said some, some, I think it was like borderline some racist shit. Yo, the next day they were let go. Or the next couple of days they were let go. You gotta watch out what you say online. You got to. Like, especially in this day and age, you just can't say certain shit. And that brother, <clears throat> he got, listen, man, I, I had no issues with Jerry Sullivan. He would ask uncomfortable questions. He would be petty. I was here for it. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Oh, Buffalo Hose, that's what it was. Was it Buffalo Hose? I don't know what, whatever happened. There was two, those two hoes. If you guys can remember and remind me what it was. They had some, they said something and, and it was just like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And they got let go. But anyway, <clears throat> Jerry, Jerry said it with his chest. He said it with his chest. All right, but right, let's get to it. Cause I don't want to make this a joke, but I, I need to address a little bit. I don't need to address it. I don't want to talk about it. He said some dumb shit. And a lot of people are, are getting on. This is my man, maniac and my man out degenerate out. They say they should have shut that shit down. Folks, in the moment when you're live and you're doing stuff, it's it's like things happen so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever been you ever been in? I'm not saying this is the same, but you ever been in an argument where somebody somebody like got a zinger on you, and you wanted to say something, but you weren't quick enough to say it, and it's over with, and you're like, shit, I should have did this, I should have did that, I, and you replay shit in your mind. Things happen so damn fast. It's it's tough to recover. Now. <clears throat> 
a real cat, you know what I'm saying, would give, if I have someone that I, I like and I bring on my show because I, I genuinely like them, I don't bring anybody on my show that I don't fuck with. If I like you and you say some dumb shit, I'm gonna like, yo, fam, try to run that back a little bit. I don't think you meant what you said. I try to save it a little bit. I try to, but in the moment, <clears throat> it's tough. So don't be so hard on, on Maniac and, and Al because in the moment, it's tough, man. Some people, I would have done this, I would have done that. You don't know what you would have done in the moment. You don't know. Could they have done better? Absolutely. Now, as for Jerry, fam, bro, you just killed your, your, your career, fam. And when you say shit, like, that shit is out there. <clears throat> and you said that shit with such confidence. And then you tried to walk it back when it was too late, fam. Like, come on. You got, these days, forget about Jerry. These days, you just got to watch what you say. And you have to have people around in your corner or in your circle that when you do say some dumb shit, get called out for it by the people that care for you, that claim they care for you. You got to say, yo, what the hell was that, dude? Can't do shit like that. That's some crazy stuff. You walk that shit back. It's too late. Now he's fired. He got no job. He's like Craig. He's like Craig from uh, from Friday, man. You ain't got no job. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off? <laughs> How do you get fired on your day off? You weren't even working, brother, and you got fired on your day off, Craig. How you get fired on your day off, Craig? Jerry? <sighs> Yo, I'm on one today. Anyway. I'm going to leave it at that. No, but on a more serious note, Everybody's got to watch out. Even myself, man. I'm on this thing all the time. I'm talking and I'm mindful enough to know what can be said and what not. I mean, I say some controversial shit, but I'm mindful of what I'm saying because I know there's people that, and that are out there that respect me. And I got like, and people watch. I got people that watch me and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things. It's a learning, it, it's, a, it's a learning moment for, for anybody that's on a podcast. Learning, just ha watching for what you, who your guest you're bringing on knowing who your guests are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is not me being a higher than any. Nah, it's not like that. Because I can fall in that same situation as well. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Jerry Sullivan, out of a job. It's tough. And there were times where people would come in and, and defend him, especially with the whole Josh Allen thing. I had no problems with what he said to Josh Allen. I had no problems with it. <clears throat> Josh Allen, the, the offense is not playing like a Super Bowl offense. Obviously, we know it's true. But he said it. He said it. And everybody's, oh, how good you? The same shit he said. Are you embarrassed when he said the Jordan Poyer? I had no problem saying that shit. I had no problems with it. But when Jerry comes in and says, oh, girls, I, I don't even know what he said. Like, women are the worst fans. or They're just cheerleaders. And, you know, that's some corny-ass ignorant shit. And he, he got caught for it. And now you got fired on your day off. And those are the consequences. Accountability. So now, who knows what he's going to do? It's tough, man. It's tough because your whole life, you went to school for this shit. That's what you do. And now you just, it's, you're done. Ouch. It is what it is. Anyway, I'm done with that Jared Sullivan thing. Now let's end on a positive note, folks, because it's time for me to go. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. By the way, smash that like while you guys are here. Cole Bees is back with the Bills. That's great news. The Bills are on a four-game win streak. That's even better news. And we're about to play the Dolphins Saturday night. We need to curb stomp, in the words of Nikki Smokes, curb stomp these dolphins. And that's what needs to happen. You know what? This is great. Loose lips sink ships. That's what happens, man. You talk, you talk a lot of bullshit. 
<laughs> At one point, he's going to get you. That's why I try to minimize my bullshit. I don't want it to get me. <laughs> anyway, folks, y'all have a great evening. Honestly, have a great evening. Let's try to be on a positive note. Just watch what you say. And I say it every night. Say something nice to people, man. When you listening to, you know what I'm saying, like negative shit, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to manifest in you, man. So be positive, man. Everything matters, man. People watch people, watch people like Jerry Sullivan and they hear that stuff. It's like, come on, man. I thought we're further than that. We got to be further than that. It's no different than him than he, he would have said some racist shit because I would have been all over his ass. The same way I'm on his ass right now. That's some dumb shit. Do you see the do you, do you see the amount of women that are part of this 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 Bills mafia? Are you are you bozo? That's some bozo shit. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Wifey upstairs, big Bills fan. You know what I'm saying? Ah, she don't know shit out of that. Bruh, they know a lot more than you think, my man. Sometimes I'll be talking, I'll be talking, and she'll be like, yo, so what happened with Dawson Knox? I said, what okay, girl, I got you. You go to you go to go to a Bills game, look around. That's all I'm gonna say. Folks, be kind, man. You got something nice to say, say something nice. Be kind, man. It, it makes all the difference when you just say something positive to someone. It changes their week, their day, their year, that moment. Straight up. That's all I'm gonna say. So, boys, girls, children of all ages, all, all that stuff, have a great night. Tomorrow night, my man Rev is coming on. He's gonna bring that fire like he always does. And I'm back at it again on Friday. And then Saturday night is the game. And we're going to rock it out. So that being said, you guys have a fantastic evening. I got to go take the trash out because I got I'm still on dad duty. And then I got to get to work. So until next time, folks, you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. And we'll catch you guys on the Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Rico Report. It's your boy Rico. And until next time. Ish, yo boy. And I'm gone. You guys have a good night. <laughs>
Thank you. 